here's another here's another great example of I think back in welcome back to Dan Dan Critics of Down. My name's Morgan Roberts. <laughs> My name's Fitzgerald. Dominic Fitzgerald. And that's a Morgan trying to do a cold open and pretending that there was an existing conversation happening as he rolled intro music out effortlessly. <laughs> But actually, no. there wasn't. This is just my attempt at starting one. <laughs> there was a very slight <laughs> conversation. There was but, a slight uh, conversation. <laughs> there was there was a burp which I wasn't recording for, and then me attempting to roll back the curtain. Look at this! Look at this content! This BTS content that you get. I know. It's it's all kinds <laughs> of mad. Funny. All kinds of mad. What was funny? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, why did we forget to do video on this anyway? Um, We're in lockdown. Welcome. Things are things are getting all kinds of wild and crazy over here. You are in lockdown. I'm out of lockdown as of Sunday. Oh, um, they no, we were we, we got ours extended at the very last minute today, which oh, we all yeah. knew was coming. I don't know why they do this when they know the situation is this bad, and they say, "Oh, it's going to be a week," when really it's like, "Are you sure about that? Are you sure don't, it's going to be a week?" Don't be doing do don't be doing this like that. It's a bit too so, rushed. Uh, here we go. Week two. In in some ways, you know, I've, they're setting unrealistic expectations for themselves. Yeah. Much, and look, much it's, like it's well, <laughs> much like a certain <laughs> franchise we love is is known to do occasionally. <laughs> it's not even you know in my like obviously I don't need to go. Like there's no need. Like I, I live on a property, so I can go outside and exercise without you know having to wear a mask at any time. That's always a good comfort. Going to the supermarket every now and then is fine. But uh, god damn, I was looking forward to going to see the Suicide Squad this weekend in theaters, <laughs> and I can't. I, Suicide Squad. R.I.P. Yeah. Suicide Squad. R.I.P. Damn. to the Suicide Squad. This is Emma. Emma lent over to me. Um, in 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 the most erotic thing that she's ever said to me in our entire twelve years of being together, she Ooh, said, "Hey, hello. babe, do you wanna do you wanna come to the movies this weekend and see Black Widow?" Ooh, oh, oh, yes! Whisper sweet something in like, my ear. Yes, oh there, yeah, I am there. Let's go. So hopefully we could do that. Um, yeah. yeah, and I can just lock down on a Sunday. Plus. Yes. I did get Paramount Plus because I am I, I've been looking forward to the iCarly reboot for ages, and it's fine. It's Paramount Plus is fine. It's a cool streaming service. It's Disney Plus, but for people with personality. Oh, I was waiting for you to drop that. I thought there's a meme. There's a Galaxy Brain meme in there where we rank. It's it's not even a Galaxy <laughs> Brain thing. It's just like Disney Plus is literally just oh you like Star Wars, so does everybody. Oh you like Marvel. So does everybody. You like animations? So does everybody. Mm. Now it's like, now it's like, damn, there's really something. I opened up that main screen of, of Paramount Plus and went, damn, there's something for everybody of different kinds. There's a whole section of like, they've got all those shitty MTV reality shows. That's funny. <laughs> I love, love to see those. We're sitting right next to the Smithsonian channel content. The Smithsonian channel. That's pretty You know, cool. it's a tab over from that. What? CBN Live News. It's, it's uh, nuts. What a time to be alive, hey? But what it doesn't Paramount have... Plus. What it doesn't have is The World Is Not Enough, 1999's 
James Bond extraordinaire. I think the reason I still hold this so close to my heart is because mm. it's the first, I'm pretty sure yeah. this is the first Bond film I saw in theatres. Yeah. It's, you never forget and, your first. And I, and I just can't get past this. I feel like for, like for me it fixes things that yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies didn't yeah. do so well, no. but just introduces other things that you're like, yeah. oh, Look, that, oh. that I understand because this is such a big film in terms of the scale and the pacing and the, the action sequences, larger than, than than most Bond films sort of. the Like the median action here is higher than the median action of most of them. Like let alone I wish, knowing that you, for the first thing you saw in a cinema of James Bond was that fucking epic Q-boat chase through the Thames, through the streets. Oh, quality, quality salivating at the thought of seeing it in a cinema. I haven't got to what I, what I like about it is, is just like the opening of this is he falls like the, the opening, the opening sequence all finished, like before the credits, Mm goes all the way up to him falling out of the balloon or yeah. falling off the balloon onto the top yep. of the marquee thing, the tent thing. Yep. And then credits roll and you're like, hang on, but how did he get from the bank? And I was just like watching it again. I've just been like, oh man, that's that's such an awkward cut of like him adjusting his tie yeah. with the briefcase and yeah. then walking out Cause you know what it down was. the street and then it just cuts and then yep. it just does a, a swipe to, MI6. to fucking you know what, MI6 you know, and you're like, oh, you know, that's it. You know why? <laughs> There's a reason why? for that. It's because the title sequence was initially meant to go in between the bank and the MI6 building chase. And then they just decided it was too sort of short short. a setup. It wasn't because that Bilbao sequence in Spain, as great a sequence as it is, a fantastic opening for the film, straight to the point, style, substance, all that. I think Mm. it only runs about three minutes. Yeah, it's not long. And by this point, these James Bond films do have their reputation of we need a spectacular opening for the film before the song to get us on the to get us rolling and on the ball. So they were just like, yeah. well, why don't we just shift this part forward? We'll trim some of the dialogue between uh, Judy Dench and Bond setting up plot. We'll just keep the bare essentials and then reset it up later. And I actually found, yeah, and I actually found that that's detrimental to this. Like, there are times in the film where I'm like, "Hang on, what's going on?" I, I I'm like, "Who's Renard? Why? Yeah. Why was Electric King kidnapped?" Yeah, like it, it's, it's just not dealt with until no. it needs to be. Until it's too late. Like, it's you so, suddenly like, how does she actually hate M? If yeah. if oh. M is like, why does she actually hate M so much that she wants to kill M? It like, is such a. This is like the Bond plot that is the hardest to. Like, this is the most – people complain sometimes about asking questions. I think you've specifically said you're, either your father or your mother is a sucker for, like, asking questions of you about the film as During, you guys are watching my, it. my dad is yeah. the worst at that and has yeah. mellowed somewhat. But yeah. It's, this is, yeah, it's like, yeah. This is the film where that's, like, understandable because every plot thread is set up so quickly. That it is, unless you are paying eagle eye attention to, or you've seen it a trillion times like we have, it's 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 easy to miss. It's real easy to miss. 
And so whenever I've shown this one to people, it is a case of like, yeah, so there was just this one word, this one sentence here right before uh, the fucking MI6 building exploded. And if you, uh, you pitch your nose or scratched your ass or let alone, <laughs> let alone go to, go, go to get a drink, yeah, you know, yeah. 20 minutes in, or go take a leak. You're Yikes, you missed so much of this. Where did James Bond get like, this boat from? Where? Oh, damn. That's my holiday fishing. <laughs> oh. Good. Let's talk yeah. about that There's while we naturally segued stuff. into that. The, the RIP Desmond Llewellyn, his last film as, as yeah. Q. Um. Although I feel like this is the worst. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, it's sad, like RIP. But also yeah. there are times where you're like the the first AD or whoever's job it is, like the second AD is sitting there just like, this is your eyeline. Yeah, Mr. Llewellyn? Uh, yep. Yep. Des, that your eyeline is here. Yep. Just deliver the line. Yeah. No, yes, no, no, no. Don't look over there. No, don't look. No, no. Look, look. Yes. Yes. Straight. Not straight to camera. Just, just, just look. No, no, not over there. It's like no, fucking hell. It's like 80 different places. It's like he's it's reading true. six auto cues and doesn't know which one it is. Yeah. And this um, is, which is, you know, and, well, this is the wild the thing. Old, it's but, not, huh. it's not his last performance because he died unexpectedly. Like this is, they set up his retirement as a plot point and an effective one at that. It, 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 his last scene is fantastic and the most cue ending possible, but it also gives us John Cleese. How do we, I mean, how do we feel about John Cleese as uh, Q like, or in this case, dis- R? Like. Dislike. Really? I, at the time I was like, yeah, this is funny. But then I was also like, but hang on, this is 1999. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, put someone else in. <sighs> I feel like he, even like even then, I feel like he was too. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird maybe, casting yeah. decision of like that because they've never had another Q before. It's not like we've recast James Bond, we've recast M, we've recast Money Penny, we've recast so many recurring characters at this point. But this is the first time they've had. We've recast Felix Leiter. <laughs> they recast Felix Leiter every week. Every but time is- Felix Leiter jumps jumps out of the police box, you know. Oh, hey, look at this. Look who he is now. <laughs> it's so you clear know. that they've never really thought about how do you recast Q. And they were just like, well, we it's can't well, we can't find another Desmond Llewellyn. No. Which I understand. And I understand why they but picked I- Cleese in that moment. Because they definitely all right, Q's personality. He was is- kind of this elder statement statesman yeah. of of hijinks kind of comedy british comedy like, you know what good sure I, I can see on paper why it was a good why it would make yeah. sense i can see on paper I, the, this is and it's true and it is it is perfectly it's half and half because i think it's a good choice too i think it's got potential and specifically for this film i think it technically works it's sort of where it continues and the general ethos behind um John Cleese's Q, which we'll talk about here so we don't have to do it for Die Another Day because God knows we have enough to talk about Die Another Day. We have Q is not about. a funny man. <laughs> he is the straight man in the world right. that is witty. He takes his work right. very seriously, deadly seriously. And I understand why you cast John Cleese as his replacement, specifically when you can have those two going back and forth, 
so that Llewellyn can play it straight and Cleese can do his Monty Python type antics with all the James Bond gadgets. Mm. And that sort of works when they're together in the same space, when they're the yin and yang. When it's just Cleese, it's like you're kind of being too funny. <laughs> yeah, it's too hard. It's, um, it's, it, a, it, it's a real Clark and Dawes scenario. You, you, yeah. You need, you need where, yeah. It's, it, it, the, I think the thought is always that Cl- <laughs> Jer- I was about to call him Jeremy Clarkson, <laughs> who probably Clark. be a good cue. Um, John Cleese's cue never seemed like he always seemed like John he would Cleese. laugh at what James Bond should do. Does that make yeah. sense? Like he yeah, seemed yeah, like yeah. he would be he would get the joke whenever James Bond would fuck around with the gear. Well, yeah, Desmond Llewellyn, but, but in a but in a st- but in a stop fucking around way. Yeah. No, no. But Desmond Llewellyn, Llewellyn gets it. His cue goes. He sees him trying to fuck around, and he sees the puns, and he goes, "Oh, shut up, James!" Like it's a, yeah. it's a, just annoying. Yeah. Because it's like stopping the office clown. No one, <laughs> you know. I've only ever seen him laugh at his own invention once, and that's in. I think it's the Living Daylights where he has the intern like sit on the couch that flips into itself and the 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 lab guy gets trapped in the couch and he goes ha 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 got him that's it everything else he's been like genuinely excited and uh, enthusiastic Which for. film which film is Don't Touch That That's My Lunch That's Goldeneye that's Yeah that's the best Hugh line I think because the the editing around that is also fantastic because yeah. of how it just happens his timing on that Don't touch that and, 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 so much inane bat shit is going my on. Like it's such a yeah, because it's, it's just a, the beat. So the beat much, makes sense. It's so funny, and it's surrounded by so much inane nonsense going on around that office at that time. People are getting blown up in phone booths. There's ejector <laughs> seats going off everywhere. Hughes blowing up bloody mannequins with a pen and shooting rockets out of a cast. It's yeah. it's it's insane at that. That's the best Q scene. It's so I just so wonder. You know, look, it's fine. I, I, I yeah. think, I, I, yeah, look. He gets a very I, loving send-off here. Yeah, that's true. Although just first AD, second AD, whoever its job it is, yeah. tell the guy where he has to fucking look, please. Thumbs up to you. Good job on that. But, all right, so. It's a good song. I think it is Garbage good. No, the is very is old for the time. I love it's the Garbage great song. song. Yeah, me too. This is a hot, this is top top tier song for me. This is very very up there. It's very much um, grown on me. When I was a prissy kid who didn't exactly know what grunge was, I was like, "Ew, yuck! Give me some horns, please." But now, as I've matured, I'm like, "Yeah, no, that's that's sick. That that sounds yeah, it is awesome. very sick." We'll talk about that a bit more in our. The whole score episode. is is really great. David Arnold has composed two Bond scores by this point going on to do a lot more and by this point david arnold is just the man of nailing um the the sort of high-paced modern action of the 90s and 2000s but he knows Mm. when to dip in with those cues of 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 the old bond style the john barryisms if you will yeah that's right um one of the one of the most ham some sometimes that and a lot of the time that works. Sometimes, especially when it's coupled with other bondisms. So say say the bondisms that are delivered in in set piece and 
uh, dialogue where the, where the set pieces and the dialogue link up. Like the name's Bond. Yeah. You know, Ba-da. shoots the bottom of yeah. the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond at the top. And you're like, that was an exhausting 10 seconds of watching I'm- that rocket powered elevator <laughs> gas explosion put rocket the elevator back up the silo wall. You're like, damn. I know it's 1999, but I was, <laughs> even then, I was like, oh. I've always been perturbed by that line. It's not read. so suave. I've always been perturbed by that line read because it sounds like he's doing too much of his American accent in it. Like he does the yeah. James Bond, da, 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 James Bond, somehow strained. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Look, it's and watching this, I was thinking, like, you know what? I actually think Pierce got a bit, a bit stuffed by, you know, his his legacy would be marred because I think he's a really good Bond. I like yeah. his Bond, um, and I think you know, a retrospective reading of, of the last and this film hmm. uh, uh, is difficult. It makes things more difficult yeah. for various things. Like the plot, I think the plot was just a bit much. Was it, you know more about this. Was it just, mar- was it marred in a bit of development? Was it a bit rushed? No, this bit- one, see, this one is is wild because it is the most sort of concrete of the of all the production, of all the Brosnan productions. Mm. It was... Mm. It was obviously uh, all right. So this is the first one that was written by directly by. I'm not going to refer to them as my arch nemesis because they don't know who the hell I am. But this was the first one to be um, co-written by Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, the current James Bond screenwriters, people whose works I will critique when I need to critique it throughout the next few weeks. Certainly, I'll do it a bit, but. They they sort of came on after because the last script was in shambles. It was changing exceptionally rapidly, and it was half written by the guy who wrote GoldenEye, which was also written by three people. So at this point, they found steady writers, a duo who can work on the films, and their script is solid. It takes elements from a lot of different areas of the Fleming ethos, particularly the title and some of the plot elements uh, from On Her Majesty's Secret Service, specifically the 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 title being the James Bond family motto, mm. uh, The World Is Not Enough. But this production really was just thick and fast. Like, they just did it. Michael Apted, the director of this film... Uh, famous for directing the 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 Up documentary series, you know the documentary series that films all the kids seven year in seven oh, year yeah, intervals yeah, yeah, yeah. as they grow up. Um, it, it's his first sort of foray into action directing. Don't don't quote me on that. That may be completely false, but it's it's just the the size of this one is what what got away from it. Like all these elements were already predetermined in terms of plot locations, action set pieces. And it really came down to these guys, Neil Purvis and Rob Wade, having to put the jigsaw puzzle together. And it's what led to our earlier criticism with the plot. Like setups are blink and you'll miss them. And it's very easy to blink and miss them. If you don't, you know, like, like most people aren't eagle eyed watching bond films in terms of the general populace. They need, broader stories with that depth if you look 
but setups for the action, setups for the characters, motivation. Yeah, you you really need to clearly know what the character motivation is at almost every point yeah. in time. At least at least you need to know what Bond's motivation is. Yeah. And why like and and I guess what MI6's motivation is or or MI6 slash M's motivation. Yes. And this becomes increasingly because uh, because it's never explained when she was kidnapped when Electra King nope. was kidnapped. Nope. Uh, 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 does it did it happen? Does it happen inside the timeline of this film? Has it happened already at the start? Yeah, no, they don't mention. And then it's also like, but hang on, it's like if if she wants to be all oh, and you left me for dead, but yeah. then I fell in love with Renard and became a criminal, and yeah. so I guess thanks. I don't know. Yeah. Like they never fully they, explain. Like, is this her choice or is it actually yeah. Stockholm syndrome? It's no. not clear. It's like no. It's and, and if it is, it's really poorly. And it's pro- problematically she executed. She doesn't convey it to anyone. She All no, she conveys no. to M throughout the film is just, I'm upset because you told Dad not to pay the ransom. I'm capturing you and you're just going to be here in Istanbul. And there's really, the, the, the connection between them and Bond isn't just, it is just you were the agent assigned to protect me in this specific scenario. Therefore, mm. you know, we're angry at you. <laughs> We're evil at towards Yeah, you. there's no prior relationship no. to Bond. It's no. not like she's gone, yeah, I wanna I wanna seduce Bond and kill Bar- Bo- yeah. kill kill Bond. No. Um and then the, and then when you keep going into that plot again, it's like, okay, cool. I still don't understand no. why she went into Zukovsky's casino and put a million dollars. No, okay, down okay, that no blinking. yes. <laughs> See that again is the most blink in your moment plot example. That whole yeah. scene after the big action, because it comes right after a huge action sequence, a spectacular action sequence, by the way. Yeah, which is the, great. The, the car gets the, chopped the up, the, the trees, yeah. the, the, the MacGuffin, not the MacGuffin, but the, yeah. the um, uh, you know, the, 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 the helicopters with the blades yeah, that you see blades. earlier in the film on yeah. site, you're like, damn, I wonder why they're setting which, us up with that so they can yeah. bring them back. Which, by the, <laughs> which, by the way, is a leftover from the first script from Goldeneye. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, that those cool. those helicopters with the blades were meant to be in Goldeneye. I've got no idea where, but were just cut and then brought back to in this the jungle. Xenia was flying them in. I guess, <laughs> like, I it's it's not important. Getting on the top of those trees. Sorry, the the I'm the, sorry. the uh, right after that huge action. I'm so glad you spoke over that joke and everyone missed it. <laughs> but also, don't miss everybody's going to rewind it back. Hey, you know what to do, podcast listeners. Ten seconds. God knows I'm doing it right now. Um, right God after knows. that action yeah. sequence, Zukovsky, Zukovsky, by the way, is trying to explain it. He's trying to explain to... it in his yeah well t- yes in his ca- he's, he's, he's in an oil he's drowning Where in a sea of caviar in his own factory caviar glue looks it's like caviar. oil yeah but it's like that's like the 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 it's like caviar like it's it's in this pool fermenting it's so that's why all the liquid is is black and not, right all the okay. egg parts okay. are sitting at the bottom but then there's just, 
that's quite. It's like this is a very uh, for even for a James Bond film. It's very elitist. Like here we go. What do you have? What, what do you got to know? Go into this. You got to have an innate knowledge in the harvesting of caviar and the mechanics surrounding. I mean, you know, you don't need <laughs> to know that. You don't I need don't know. to I know did. it. Fuck. It's just like yeah, it's I just, know, but it's just like one of those things. Like fucking, just just so make it something else. Though. I don't know. Watching, it's just a no. Bit it's come silly. on. It's so funny watching him just <laughs> loop around in the in the. It is. <laughs> it's funny. But that's a problem because like, he's trying to explain yeah. these intricate plot details about how his nephew works for the Russian military and they are selling this nuclear submarine to Reynard and the deal, the money that Electra paid in the casino was the money for the submarine. But he explains it so quickly while he's drooping, gl- drowning in yeah. fucking caviar in his and there's mouth. No prior, and there's no prior like, oh, th- there's a submarine. But no. Like, because when it suddenly shows up, you're like, cool, yep. there's a submarine. Yeah. Like, it's only, it's, you only really realize what happens later when he, you know, when, when Zukovsky yep. comes back and sees that they've murdered the yep. crew, including yep. his nephew, and it's like then super pissed off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool but still yeah it's this film is just full of those things because the two major plot devices of the plot are electra and her oil pipeline and reynard stealing the nuclear bomb and all of that comes to a head in the second act and it doesn't tie in for the third because there's the sequence where he and uh, dr jones have to go through the oil pipeline to defuse the bomb they find out there's only half of the bomb which again, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, no, great action. Every action sequence we've talked about is spectacular, but it's just it's it's combined by this these these plot that is not as thoroughly connected together as it should be, because they barely explain the other half of the bomb is Reynard is saving for something else, and then the oil pipelines just never come up again, like in physical manifestation. Yes, they, they're mentioned. No, briefly. not in physical. But like no, no. But the, when they're when they're in the map in Zakovsky's place, yeah, in his little hideout, they're like before Bullion blows, blows it the up, place up. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's why they want to disrupt all the yeah. oil, so they have to use Electricity's yeah, yeah, yeah. pipeline. Yeah. So this they is never, really but they just never about show private, that, which is a problem because they only explain it in one sentence. No, that's right. It's oh, this, and and I think that that's that's you know there there are reasons why I remember how much I enjoyed this when I first watched yeah. it. And because I was probably at an age where I didn't care. I was like, cool. Action sequences. Fantastic. Submarine. Great. Um, Zukovsky <laughs> jokes. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, casinos, Azerbaijan, yep. the the snow, oh. the trees. Yep. Like oh. great. Like there's so many great things to like about this film. The world. But it's like you can't you can't escape a fucking shit <laughs> screenplay. Dog, the it's the world is not enough is becoming my James Bond equivalent of uh The Rise of Skywalker. Like when I watch it, oh it's my bliss. God. It's bliss. But every time I discuss it and think about it as I'm not watching it, it just gets worse and worse and I don't know. It how feels it- yeah. Yeah, it's because it's like again, can't stress that enough. This movie looks beautiful, action flows onto each other well. All the performances, like, all right, let's talk about performances. Other almost than all Q. the performances, go great. Uh, yeah, no, no, but they work. Is, okay, maybe yeah. not great in work. It's 
All right, no, no, no. All right, the two that really count, who Bond and Sophie Marceau, are great performances. And fantastic, and fantastic, M. and M and and, and um, home base. And Robbie's a nice comedic relief. Oh and, yes, yes, and Zukovsky, um, and Zukovsky. Yes, yes, yes. What's his name? Uh, English guy again. Again, they've got this English actor playing. Yeah, guy. fucking we, Reynard. Know, Reynard. What's We're his talking name? about um, um, uh, guy from Trainspotting. Yeah, fuck. How am I blanking on it? Full Monty. Uh, 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 uh. I fuck. know what his name is. We're fake film Robert critics. Car- Robert Carlyle. Robert, Robert Carlyle. Carlyle is so mid. He's great. He's great. They're no, great. He's and he's, not. And he's no, he's good. I think he's good. I liked him, and because he's this dead guy. He's dead. He's a dead no, no, guy. no. His character is good. I do not think he plays that character anywhere near the potential it could be. I don't think it's – maybe that's just because it's not as written well as it could be. I think no, no, I think it's the opposite. I, like I really think it's the opposite. I think that th- that setup of the character who feels no pain because he's already been shot by an MI6 agent, that's not – all right, that's a writing problem because that is not explored after the fact enough. It is just sort of double something went to put a bullet in his head, bullet's still there. And no, Bond's like, huh, every, almost Bond's every just- scene he's in, he like when he kills the guy that then Bond, um, the the other guy, yeah, and then at, Bond the, at the at the rock guy. at the flaming, he's like rock holding place. the rocks, and then like there has the whole there's the whole scene with him and Electra on the bed where she's trying to get him to feel <sighs> something. No, I think but, it's no, but fine. He's so, he's maybe it's so just fine. unnecessarily stoic. Like I understand that that character doesn't feel things. But that, I don't know, there's a difference in the way it plays because the more I watch it, the more I just go, I can't differentiate how you feel from sentence to sentence. Like yeah. in a, when a screenplay is blocked, there's, all right, this is, this is like every sort of line and action has a notation. And I can't tell the difference between anything that he says except for the points where he shouts, which he does in the climax when... uh. Is that when he finds out that Electra's dead? Do yeah, you the climax she, she's yeah. dead before they're in the submarine. Yeah, that sequence where he's like, he where they. Her. All right, we're turning back into down down after dark for a second. Was it was it canon or not that Reynard can still get an erection? Uh, I don't know. I think the whole point know. of that scene was no, because Sophie Marceau, gorgeous, is like. Bond can well, smash better. Up, so and then he on. gets mad and he, he punches the me. box and then she pulls the glass out. That's a good scene, but it's like, again, I just, I just feel like there's, oh, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be that guy. Look, I'm sorry, Robert Carlyle. Compared, I love you. Compared to, the other, compared to the other elephant in the room, Robert Carlyle is totally fine in this film. Yeah, the, and yeah almost, I think the opposite almost applies to everything. Uh, Fucking who? Who decides? When did she? When did Denise Richards suddenly become this it girl for like five minutes in the late nineties? I feel like that's it, it. I feel like well, I mean, you would know better than I because I was a fetus in the late nineties. But this is and this is peak. This is peak. Like I, I guess when she yeah peak. I was the right age. Was she married to, to Charlie like, Sheen damn, at this point? mega boners for Denise Richards, Starship yeah. Troopers. Yeah, like, I guess, yeah, but also, but now, you know, it's all it takes is some semblance of a half a front, yeah. half a cerebral cortex for me to be like, well, not a good actor. Well, this is, no, this not is the good. thing. It's like every, I feel like a lot of actors, 
I don't think there's a single actor who can't be in a Bond film. It just depends on the role. <laughs> and I think what I said about Robert Carlyle as, as Reynard, the opposite applies to Denise Richards in the way that I think the role written is just bad. It is just attractive science. Like Maybe that is. Yeah, but Denise yeah, Richards got, yeah. at least plays that with with certain with a certain vigor. Like there are certain scenes with her interacting with with Pierce where I'm like, okay, there's like acting dynamics between the two of them. So, like there's there's I specifically think of that scene where they're in the tunnel diffusing the bomb, where they're at least like having this back and forth about you know her knowing all this science stuff, and he's trying to you know figure out the plot at the same time. Yeah, maybe what I, yeah, you, you might be right that what I'm perceiving as a really laboured reading of the script is actually just a laboured script. <laughs> the plot, the, it no, gives her nothing. It gives, it, it gives her one joke yeah. at the very beginning where she's like, and don't make any fucking Christmas jokes. I've heard them all. And we're like, yeah. What? Wait, what? what? Who makes Christmas jokes? I don't. Uh. <sighs> It's, and then, it's and then they end the film with a Christmas joke. Yeah, the only Christmas joke I'd ever heard, <laughs> and it's it's funny because wait no he no wait no because th- the joke is I've always wanted to spend Christmas in Turkey, but he says no. that is there. No, no, no. The joke is I thought Christmas only came once a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that's the that's the that's the yeah, yeah. that's the actual fucking joke. But there's I I always feel like there's a weird setup before that. Where they're, you know, because there's that shot of them like cheersing as as fireworks are going off at uh, Christmas. Yeah, maybe. Let's 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 I, just say I stopped about twenty minutes before the end of this on my rewatch because I'd seen it a yeah. lot. Like I've seen this film we a lot. Have. I was like, and now I actually I should have kept it a bit longer because I I re- realized that I haven't watched. Uh, um, I really wanted to revisit the scene in the torture chair. Oh, that's a great James. scene. Could have given you the world, James. The world is not enough. Boom. Except there's some weird Great. Yeah, there's, Great. there's some weird line reads from Marceau there, specifically when she's yelling about the oil. And that's also a scene where a lot of the plot is explained far too late and far too yeah, briefly. It's true. Still. Yeah. Still. Who kills her in the end? M kills it's, her, doesn't no, she? No, no, M no, no, breaks no, out Zuk- and kills her. No, no, no. Zukovsky gets shot, but he's got his little cane gun and he goes to oh, shoot her, right. but then he shoots the lock off of James's thing. James frees himself, runs up to because this is this is maybe one of the best Pierce Brosnan James Bond moments. Actually, one of the best James Bond kill moments of all time because he runs up the stairs because she's going to get the thing to tell Reynard to dive, and she's like, "You wouldn't kill me, James. You'd miss me." And then he's like, "Because like he's he's holding her at gunpoint, like call it off." And then she tells him to dive, and then he shoots her, and then just goes, "I never miss," and it's like. Hmm. Sheesh. Sheesh. it's untrue yeah, it's cold. no it's not true it's but it's damn look on paper so much can do well and 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 it really it really falters in a core in a core you know yeah of of area all the, of, of filmmaking of, just yeah, have of, a good script that explains yeah. the narrative well just do it that's the blessing in terms of the the modern Bondera, when we've had issues with the films or when the films have been rushed, the scripts have turned out poorly. When there's been time to work on screenplays, they turn out well. 
Hell, I'm going to say something very controversial now that we'll explore next week. Oh, no, you're not going to say it. Wow. Uh, the Are die you another, say it? The Die Another Day script is well structured. It's. Uh, I might have to agree with you there, and I have to do a rewatch of that. But yes. They had an extra, because okay. they had an extra year. They were like, let's cue this up for the 40th anniversary. So they had a Fair whole enough. extra year to work on the script. They picked a bit of Fleming source material to adapt. They adapted it poorly, but that script is structured well. That plot is structured well. It's just, you know, we'll talk about that next week why it's not a very we'll talk good plot. about that next week. Not a very good plot. Uh, but in terms of The World Is Not Enough, that I think that two-year crunch just doesn't work for James Bond films. It doesn't. It's not anymore. Not anymore. In the 80s, yeah, you could probably pull it off. But now it's it's you need time. You need time to really work on a James Bond screenplay to iron yeah. it out to a be Bond a certain film, prestige. Like like a Star Wars film uh, is it's it's meant to be an event. You yeah. can't you can't go through every calendar year going what four hundred James Bond franchise films and TV shows and podcasts and comics and um, you know shower singles are coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's got to be special. It's got to yeah. be an event. It's got to yeah. be three years minimum between yes. drinks. Exactly. And unfortunately we're seeing some back to back to back examples of yeah. why it needs to be like that. Yeah. Paul and Pierce, look, he did well out of this. this. Is, he did look, well. It's a good time. This is the film you, you, you can't look at on paper. Watch the film. Have fun. Watch all those. I actually, it's a fun film. Spectacular action sequence after spectacular action. There's no weak link in the action sequences. You go from the Spain, the exit from the bank. Then you go to the fucking iconic top five action scenes of all time. So good. Not just Bond. I'm saying top five action sequences of all time. The Thames boat chase. Then you go to the snow with Electra. Then you go to the, the Azerbaijani desert and the shootout in the compound. Then you go to the mm. fucking caviar factory. Then you go to the well. Then there's the I, I wouldn't call it an action sequence. The explosion at the at Zukovsky's warehouse type thing. But then you have the submarine. Boom. Yeah, and that's uh, great. No weak the link. submarine sequence is fantastic. No weak link amongst them. Worth watching. That's out. The boys have reviewed another James Bond. We're getting there. We have one more Pierce to go, and then we are. On the home stretch, and we're without we've got Daniel we're without dad. Home stretch, and then hopefully some. Hopefully you'll be able to get over the border <laughs> to come and watch this film with me. Hopefully they don't delay it again. I'm, I'm fucking worried. I'm just, just, just for the people worried. listening at home, kids. Dom is not in Sydney. All right, Dom is in Newcastle, no. which is also locked so, in. Which is now locked down, but it's not yeah. as we're too not close as for comfort, Sydney. But no, li- yeah, listen, it is a bit close. Everybody around the fucking planet, wherever you are listening to this right now, get vaccinated so we can fucking so they don't have to delay this goddamn movie. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated so we can Please. see this movie in a cinema five times each. I'm so Please. scared. I'm so scared. It's been delayed too long and they need to make so much money. Like, yes, Amazon can I'm bail go them see out. This film so many times. Amazon can bail this out them out, but fuck me. Just no time to die. 
I got a feeling about this one, bro. I feel like this is going to be one of the greatest James Bond films ever made. Don't, don't tell me how or why I got a feeling about this. And after this intensely long wait, I, I want nothing more but to see a big W, a see a big win for this film, for Barbara, for Michael, for Daniel, for us, the fans. I've never, I've never been, I've never felt like more of a preacher in my entire life, but Jesus Christ, do what you got to do so that we can enjoy one of the greatest joys in life, James Bond films. Until next week, my name is Zeneca AstraZeneca. My name is Moderna, Mr. Moderna. (laughs) 